I would like to procure the bag. I want to be a rich bitch. Penthouse doorman. Money, 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 rich bitch. Hey, give me that bag. Rich bitch. You're so rich. I was just gonna say every every Taylor Swift album that is my favorite is a fall album. Wow! Like it feels like that's fall. what we're starting this episode. Sure. Great. Okay. Every. <laughs> so I'm like spooky. Spooky. You're like every fall. Every it's Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Well, I mean, but I mean, think about it. Like uh, yeah. aside of okay. Lover and 1989, mm-hmm. those to me are summer albums. But like okay. folklore, Evermore, Midnight, all wow. of those to me are like autumn. I don't know enough, and I think that's great though. And I like that someone is autumnal in their in their autumnal compact, <laughs> autumnal autumnal of the autumn of the autumn autumnal. autumnal. I love that. Um, that's the title of this one. Uh, autumnal. Autumnal of Taylor uh, Swift. Rich bitch podcast Halloween special. <laughs> ookie scooky pookie ookie ookie ding dang dookie. Um, cheers. Cheers to you. Cheers to you. What are you drinking? I'm having a gin martini. What are you having? I am having a special Greek liqueur called Skinos on the rocks because I am currently with a Greek man. Technically. <laughs> not actually, well, not in the room. Right. In life. <laughs> and when I say currently, I'm saying I'm, I'm with a fucking Greek man. I was with my, my casual Greek man. Mm. Um, yeah, I have a serious Greek man. You have a cash Greek. I have a cash. We'll okay, see. Cool. We'll see what's happening. With okay, that. I want to. Yeah, I want to know more. Yeah, so maybe maybe off, maybe off podcast. Okay, okay, fine. I want to yeah, know yeah. more. But I actually am very proud of this gin martini. I don't know if you are a drinker of I gin am. martini. I am. I love taste to taste how, it. Taste how good this is. Yeah, I know. I'm in. I'm, I'm in like not. Drink. I'm kind of surprised at this because I'm not a big martini maker. It's it. not like fuck. I'm drunk. Yeah, it's not like fuck. I'm like, drunk. It's, it's like nice and rounded. It's like oh, I'm very drunk. This is. It's like, it's like it's give like, me no, it's one not, of these, girl, and I would be crawling home. It's not, fuck, I'm drunk. It's, it's seven, eight reindeer. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I started to say, but then I didn't. And maybe this is not, I mean, obviously this was not drunk. This was something much harder than that. But on my walk over here, yeah. there was a full-grown adult on their knees and feet with their head on the ground I couldn't see where exactly the arms were, but they were in some state of unconsciousness oh, and their pants were down around their ankles. <gasps> their underwear was up, but okay. they were, and they were, they had their backside to the water fountain at which they were, I guess, have used <laughs> in the recent past. Okay. And I looked for a minute to see if they were breathing. And honestly, what? I couldn't tell. So I just kept walking. Halloween. So Halloween is my what I was going to say is the starting of Halloween. Oh God. Halloween week is seeing a potential dead body. In, yeah, there in you go. Um, wow, such uh, a New Scorpio York Scorpio season. <laughs> it is. Listen, it is always Libra season. No, it's always Virgo season. It will but always be Libra well, season. Well, here's what I love about Libra. Okay, so it's Virgo season versus Leo season. Y'all need to just take a minute. And then it, I love you so much. I was almost one. In fact, I probably feel like a Leo, but I wouldn't come out of my mom. I was like, no, I like it in here. Outside sucks. Please don't <laughs> let me out. Please, 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 please. I'm the problem. It's me. And so I, it took her, you know, 28 hours and a biblical cord wrapped around my neck. And I finally came out uh, three weeks late or so. And I was a Virgo. And that makes sense because type A personality driven, serious. Don't let dumb ass shit ruin my fucking life i'm always like yeah yeah yeah. get your shit away from me like even even being 15 being like you are a lot 
And I want to like I want to be an Academy Award winning actor. So right. I need you Get to get away from me. So that's a Virgo. I see. I see that Virgo ness. Yes. Personality though, I'm very outgoing. It's like that's very like Leo vibes. But uh, I'm also Libra rising, and you are a Libra through and through, baby. And that's a balance. That's a that's a checking your friends. That's a uh, you know being real kind of person, but also like being warm and caring and soft, but also can just like. The thing about Libras is it's a balance. It's very balanced. Yes. It's not like a it's not like a typical. Uh, there's other signs like Gemini where they're labeled. Uh, if you're unevolved, where you're just like flippy on a dime. That's a, yep, yep. a Libras are not that. They will slowly slide into something, like a scale, and all of a sudden, if you get bad on their bad side, you are fucking dead to them. Yes, and sometimes that scale moves a lot faster. Sure, sure, sure. But typically, it's a little more calc, a little yes. more very calculated, vibey. I will say that I am very perceptive of what's going on around yeah. me in that regard. Yes. Yes, me too. I and I, te- I pay attention to things. My, pe- my, yeah, exactly. And uh, so I always feel like Virgo and Libra, because so, they're so close to each other. It's like Virgo, Libra, hello, girl. Um, they just really work well. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, hello. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, we're smart. That now was a really roundabout to, way to say that we're good friends. That's, that's <laughs> a roundabout way of saying, like, look at us. But it is Scorpio season. I want to, I want to say, y'all are ooky spooky. Kooky, I love you. You're dark. Yeah. You're dark. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, my gentleman is a Scorpio moon, so inside, dark. Interesting. I don't know if I have any Scorpio in me. You might. I'm you, sure you Can have. you read star charts? I suck at that. You have to download the app. This is not a sponsor, but I wish they were because, my God, they sponsor some good shit. CoStar, the I app. I have it. It says in your thing. I mean, I I've done. I, open maybe, it. Maybe let me brain, help you. Just open it, okay. and I'll tell you. I think you my what brain do. doesn't work because I feel yeah. like I've done this. Like I feel like I've told times. you to do this live no, on the. No, my friend Catherine yeah, made me do it. I'll show it. you mine. It's really interesting. So, I guess I guess our start of Halloween will be getting astrological, because that's also yes. Do you have okay. it? I do. Okay, go in and look at your chart. So you go to me and then chart. And I will tell you, and I'm very interested actually to see what you've got going on because I've got a lot of. Mine is a whole lot of a whole lot. Mine is a lot too. And I find that it's also three Virgo placements. Wait, how do I do And two Libra placements, which is very interesting. Okay. So if you go into CoStar, guys, this is a live tutorial. So if you open up CoStar and you go to you and then you go to chart, you can see what your T is. Yes. Hang on. I need to update. Well, while, while he's working on that, I will tell you this. I have my, see my Venus, my love kind of thing. Mars is like sex and stuff, but my love. Obviously. Yeah. Is uh, Libra as well. So I have two Libra placements. Oh. So, um, but okay, my. Now how do I see you take this? I'm just going to take You're in charge here. Just drink your drink. Uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, drink your martini. Chart. It says right here, chart. Okay. So. Oh, my God. So you have so much Scorpio, bro. Do I? Wow. We're in that season, bitch. Look how much fucking... Oh, sp- fuck. Oh, God. You have so much Sagittarius. Okay. Well, that well. makes sense. A lot of... <laughs> <laughs> so, you know that meme, a trash bag in the wind? That's yeah. Sagittarius. Okay. So, uh... <laughs> like, I love that's, this. That's I, love this. Of, I love this. I love this. That's kind of a this. metaphor for my life right now. Great. Actually. My yeah. brother's a Sag. He's the most... He's the most charismatic, fun, interesting person... But, you know, sometimes there's a little bit of a panic attached. Shit, okay. Okay. I didn't know all this. Okay, so, wow, look at us. You have no Virgo. Interesting. Okay. Libra is only sun. I have both my personality as my ascendant and my love is Venus is is Libra. Okay. Um, 
your Venus is Scorpio. Ooh, you're a dark lover. And you're in the way of talking. Mercury's are how we speak to each other. How do I have more Scorpio and Sagittarius than Oh my God, you have so much Sagittarius. I'm actually concerned. Yes, you do. And my mom is a Capricorn. And Pisces. Yeah, Pisces is a little weepy. Um, That's money. (laughs) Jupiter's our money. Emotional oh. attachment to money. And, and, and that's and the it's highest like, one. And, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and your 12th house. Um, oh, no. So we're going to we're gonna oh, look. Wait, at, that's the house number? These are house numbers. Wait. Okay. So then I screwed that up. So then Libra is in my seventh house. It's like really what matters is I don't understand houses very much. But what I do understand, um, and Dorian would, but oh well, um, is he's not here. <laughs> it's, we were roommates at one point and he's my friend. Yes. But uh, he's not here. Um, so I'm here. And so are you. But I see that you have three of each. That's in, You have a dual trine. Um, I have, look how much Virgo I got. Sun, moon, and the way I talk is Virgo. Very. Oh, I see. Okay, I'm starting to understand how to so read this So it's now. the okay. planets. It correlates. Now, if we look at your little thing here, look at what it says about you. And then we can get into it. So it really does spell it out right okay, below. Wait. So you want me to read the Sagittarius? Sure. Um, well, I want you to read. First, I want you to go to Venus. Is that a, is that of Sag or is it uh, Scorpio? Scorpio? So go to Venus right now. Let's talk about because we're Scorpio season, and you know what? I have no fucking Scorpio. You have three. That's Welcome so to your crazy. other season. Oh, you have fuck. actually more Scorpio in you than Libra. That's terrifying. Interesting. Dark. Right. Venus determines how and what you love. Mm-hmm. It indicates how you express affection, and it qualifies and the qualities that you're attracted to. Yeah. Your Venus is in Scorpio, meaning your romantic side is mysterious, passionate, and seductive. Yes, God. The intense depths of your devotion make for a mad and boundless love, though they may sometimes mutate into suspicion, jealousy, and cruelty, making your love Ooh. life. So Somewhat tumultuous. <laughs> oh, oh God. It is in your eighth house, meaning that for you, love is often d- expressed in dark taboos, rebirth, oh. sex, and transformation. Yep. <laughs> but, like, is it? Yeah. Okay. You always talk about, well, maybe you don't want on air. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean sexuality those, is a high part of your romantic but courtship. But it's not, though. But it is. But it's not. Here, let me explain. Mm-hmm. So, what you're referring to is like me in my 20s being a fool sure. and tramping all over town. Sure, sure, sure. Which not is that I don't Tino still Shea. enjoy do, doing that now, but it is so much less than before. Got it. And I'm so boring. When it comes to a lot of that. Well, and so like that, maybe it's just like being with the right person about is taboos. what you're talking about. We've talked about how you, it can't really, you feel it's a little, you know, like your introduction to this, this. Oh, sexual, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the taboo essence is. Oh, it's I like, see. It's okay. like, there's always like a little bit of a dark thing to get you going. Well, and I mean, honestly, what gay man doesn't, you know, truly like in our society, we've all been fuck. kind of like fucked in a bad way. Sure. In, as an introductory to being a gay man. Yes. Um, there's some little, there's always attachment it of sucked. Yeah. It's me. bullshit. It was B S. And yes. of course that like plays and impacts my adult life. Got it. And my relationships. And I have had, Oh no, here we go. Um, I have guess what the spooky part is my, my <laughs> relationship and sex life. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it, it's, I have a really hard time mm-hmm. attaching sex and relationships together. Aha. Uh-huh. 
so maybe that's what that this makes is. A lot of sense. Because like for me, like I can have sex with somebody that I like and appreciate yeah. and and care about, sure, and sure. I tend to only want to do that with people that are repeats. Mm. I don't want to like go out and find new people all the time. Sure. That's boring. I did that. I never really liked it, but I thought that that's what as a gay man I was supposed to do. Mm. Because thank you, society. Yeah, thanks, society. Um, you really <clears> fucking killing it right now. Really bitch. fucked me up on that. But bitch. for me, it's really hard to be in a relationship mm-hmm. and also want sex in the same way wow. that I do outside of one. And that's not to say that I don't and or can't or don't want to historically that have sex in relationships. Right. Yes. I've certainly had sex within a relationship. Well, maybe this is like the key to unlocking that. Maybe it needs to get maybe. more interesting. Are we having an astrological therapy? That's what I mean. Like, right I mean, now? I mean, I know for me, the older I've gotten and the more liberated I've felt in life and the better relationship I've had or relationships I've had, I feel like I'm only more open. I'm only more getting into the fun stuff, you know, and I think that's a liberating thing. Now, yours it seems like it's ingrained in your chart that that has that is a component that might unlock something. Well, now see, I don't pay for this app, and I'm assuming that's what this lock symbol means here. Sure. But even the first sentence of this, of like what, so so we were looking at relationship, yeah, I and, have mine, and mine is like your relationship analysis according yeah. to Venus and Scorpio, and so I click that, and it like literally CoStar should just be paying us right now. Yeah, they should. Um, I think they just give an offering. You can literally, literally give one dollar. I think, but yeah, keep great. Going. Um, uh, reading you in love, and then it says where you're coming from. Your childhood made you made you want to create a different kind of home. It put a mm. hunger inside of you, whore. But it also <laughs> created disruptive activity along your many fault lines. You learned to run at the first sign of trouble. <laughs> oh my god. Read me to film. Oh, God. <laughs> wow, you're very, you have a lot of Scorpio in you. I didn't know that, but Jesus. I should have known that. You have so much dark. I didn't think that I had a whole lot of Scorpio. You have tons. I didn't ever. You have a no, huge amount. <clears throat> you have more I, than my friends that are like, I'm Scorpio. <laughs> I'm dark. I changed my name because to I don't, Tabitha. But I don't think of myself as a dark person. No, but I think that's a depth. It's more about depth. It's less about darkness and more about like, and I, I feel like I should have more, but then there's other signs that are shades of that got it but okay uh, scorpio is by far the darkest um very calculating very not scared to be okay keep going oh my god sorry yeah. sarah stopped because i made a face okay i did sorry. and the face is a reaction to the next sentence <laughs> <laughs> which says you always believed that life should be played like a high impact sport this had the unfortunate side effect of making you feel like you had to slam into every limit with your entire body. Wow. You curate everything in your life, including other people. Okay, where is this at? Which Th- house, which sign, which this planet? This is Venus. Okay. Still Venus. In Scorpio. Got it. Okay. And Venus. my Scorpio is Mercury, Pluto, Venus. Okay, so why don't you go for next to your Mercury? Because that's the way you communicate. That's Scorpio. We're going to do all the Scorpio oh ones first. Okay, sorry. Sorry, guys. Bitches. This was not the plan, but here we no, are. No, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. I want to Okay, so Mercury and Scorpio. Mercury determines how you communicate. To yep. Okay, so you're... Wait. So... My okay. Mercury's in, in um, Virgo. Uh, your Mercury is in Scorpio, meaning your in- intellect is intense, serious, and obsessive. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. You have tendency to see things that others don't through your perspective and insightful intuition. You don't take things lightly and like to get straight to the point, which can come off as harsh, suspicious, or intrusive. You tend to communicate through your body language. It is in your eighth house, meaning you are curious about and inclined to analyze death, sex, the truth, and how to trust. Wow. Jesus. 
<laughs> a lot of Scorpio in this boy. Oh no, am I discovering my new identity live here on it. How to Be a Rich? No, bitch? I live. I live for Scorpios. My dad is a Scorpio. Um, my my boy, like Mike, his moon, which is his internal, how he is a Scorpio. Okay. Um, yeah, your your okay. Your Scorpios are uh, your Mercury, your Venus. That's and it. Pluto. Okay, Pluto is just a general general generalization thing. So I believe Pluto. Speaking of my, spooky. My Pluto's in Scorpio also because we're of the same generation. We're millennials. Oh, so, yes. So your okay. Pluto represents, um, it, it's your sign for up to 30 years. It's 30-year gaps are a planetary thing. We are the Pluto generation. Oh, I see. Interesting. Yeah. So which so Scorpio? My Pluto in Scorpio says, I literally just said that. Um, mm-hmm. it, uh, Pluto in Scorpio, meaning your generation psyche is comparatively is passionate, too, intense. Yeah. Oh, so it's it says the same thing. Yeah, exactly the same. We are we are uh, comparing passion. It, is it in your eighth house? Mine is my first house. Okay, so this says it's in your eighth house, meaning you personally are transforming outdated taboos around darkness, sex, and transformation. Wow, it's in my first house, which means I'm personally transforming myself and self image. And because it's in my first house, my Pluto and Scorpio is hyper present in my personality. See, that's where I get my dark shit. Got it. Because it's in my first house. It's getting this is so new for me yeah i'm glad we're getting here I'd that never, was my only scorpio placement so i, I never I have would have one. identified with this ever yeah truly i would truly not, not. yeah because yeah. i don't consider myself to be a dark person like yes do i have like like a i don't want to say like dark thoughts but do i have sure. like a side the man of who's me? making a cancer um <laughs> <laughs> i have a dark sense of humor right. that's for sure but that's what scorpios are like okay honey. all right i'm like, making hey, a cancer <laughs> I'm not dark at all. I'm not dark. Not me making jokes about dying. Not at all. Um, Me neither. But um, I'm also, yeah, because it's my first house, so I'm all like, hey, bitch. Um, So my Libra placements are all in my first house, which means they close. So uh, since we just had Libra season... My ascendant is in Libra, so an ascendant. Um, so we'll get to your ascendant next. That's the mask that you wear. That's the personality. So your ascendant is the mask you present to people. It can be seen in your personal style and how you come off. Mine's Libra. Some say it changes less, rele- becomes less relevant as you get older. Because guess what? All of us get less of a filter, bitch. Um, so I send in a Libra means that I come across as compromising, courteous, fair-minded, but sometimes passive-aggressive. I seem inclined towards balance in all forms, aesthetic, romantic, and judgment. Balance. I mean, hello. Hello. That's literally high. High, high, high. So what's your ascendant? What's the mask that you wear? I'm curious. Uh, Aries. <gasps> what? <laughs> okay, okay. So that's the child. That's the fiery. Oh, that's no. the. That's the. Um, fuck it. Burn it down. I say that all the time. Fuck it, burn it down is the most Aries thing to say, literally. I literally say both of those things. He just things. said that. He said that before we even started. Yeah, I'm like, burn it, it down. Who cares? Um, okay, so mm. let's get to the part where he talks about it can be seen in your personality. Your ascendant is in Aries, meaning you come across as independent, energetic, and direct. You seem to move quickly, sometimes with the appearance of more haste and impulsiveness than thought, patient. Uh, then thought, patience, or follow through. Sometimes your forthrightness can come off as conceited or rude. Aries, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I mean, in hindsight, thinking of like, especially pre-cancer. Yeah, I remember ha- people coming up to me and being like, um, 
I know that you didn't mean this this way, but it felt like whatever. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't mean it that way at all. And they're like, it just felt really rude. And I would have to constantly Aries, apologize. Aries but I think, but I think cancer fucked me up right. in that sense, because yeah. after the fact I was hyper aware of myself yeah, in like a mental body kind of way because of everything. Yeah. And so maybe I've, even though it's obviously still there, maybe I've gotten in a conscious way away from the Aries. Yeah. Not, not that I can't still do that. For sure. You said and burn certainly it down literally it slips like out. 20 minutes ago. Well, yeah. I don't even mean the burn it down part. Cause like, but you know, that is, but I mean, yeah. I mean like the, the directness coming off sure. as rude or conceited. Yes, 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 yes. I feel like that I've gotten away from that more. Got it. On purpose. Yeah. Or by acts. I don't know. Yeah. By design. Honestly, I think it's, well, they say that as we get older, that mask becomes less. Bye, so, bitch. Bye. I feel like that's a good mask to lose. Yeah. I, that. I like my Libra mask, so I'm cool with it. Yeah, but because Libras are amazing. Libra is my son, so I'll take that. Yeah, you're loving that. Um, Let so, the sun shine. So let's go to our sexy time now. Okay, so, what is sexy time? Mars. Mars. Mars is aggression, oh, sex life, ambition, anger. I can't wait to see your reaction to this. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually really just reading these now for your reaction. Okay, keep going. My Mars is in... Capricorn. So is mine. (gasps) (laughs) Yes. I knew he was sisters. Okay, so yours is literally what mine's gonna be. Mine's in my third house though. What's yours? It says it on the in the second. Uh, Mine is in my tenth house. Work. I wanna see. Okay, let me hear yours and then I'll we'll see the difference. Okay. We're both Uh, Capricorn sexies. All right. Your Mars is in Capricorn, meaning you assert yourself in a way that is responsible and efficient. Oh, fuck. And uh, you think things through very intentionally. Highly motivated by ambition, your rationality sometimes seems seems soulless. (laughs) It is in your 10th house, meaning you put a lot of energy into goals, success, and responsibility. Wow. Where you're coming from, reading you in love. Your childhood made you want to create... Oh, it says the same thing. Okay, so mine is the same thing. Plan of aggression is Mars, so I'm Capricorn, like just like you. Um... Our Mars and Capricorn means we assert ourselves in a way that is responsible and efficient. Absolutely. You think things through very intentionally. Absolutely. Highly motivated by ambition. Your rationality sometimes sees soulless. Absolutely. Okay? Yes. Because it's in my third house, though, I put a lot of energy into things I know and I'm familiar with. That's what mine differentiates one. Okay. I don't know what it said about your house. It's just like, because you're a tenth. Um, it's the second paragraph. I don't remember. I hang on. Hang on. Uh, Mars and Capricorn. Mine's saying put a lot of energy into the things you know and are familiar with. That's my second paragraph. Mine, are, mine is energies into goals, success, and responsibility. Got it. Mine's more, uh, we're both like that, but mine's <clears> more like put a lot of energy in things I know and I'm familiar with. Like I'm constantly being like, your, I know your, this. Your energy is feeding your familiarity. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. We're both, we're both that bitch. We are both We're both bitch. Capricorn To bitches. zero anyone's surprise. Yeah, no one, no one's shocked by that. That one's shocked by this that. This is really the spooky season. We both have part. Pisces and Jupiter. Do we? Yeah. Where's my Pisces? Oh, yeah. Okay, That's money. Right. We both have the same thing about money. Oh, interesting. Yep. Except for I don't have any right now. But, yeah, well, Jupiter is <laughs> in Pisces, meaning you grow and find understanding through empathy, dreaminess, and compassion. Interesting. Yeah. Same. It is in your 12th house, meaning you find success through privacy, secrets, and introspection. Mine is in my fifth house. It's different, meaning I find success through romance, self-expression, creativity, and pleasure. Work. Okay, this is, 
I need to say something. Say it. <clears throat> say it. So the whole chest. The twelfth house portion of this, mm-hmm. like finding success through privacy, secrets, and introspection. When I was younger, I made it my business. I don't do this so much now as an adult, but I made it my business to learn secrets about people <gasps> <laughs> to gain power. <laughs> Yeah, wow. I don't know. Like I'm talking like as and a child. And I love creativity and pleasure and self-expression and romance, which hell yeah, bitch. I feel like I'm finding out that I'm a nightmare. No, you're amazing. Are you kidding me? Well, thank you. But you're calculated and efficient, Jesus. bitch. Are you fucking kidding me? You're coming. You're saying that to the bitch who has the same things as you. Fair. Other than fair, the Scorpio, fair, fair. Bar. but we do. I have the, the Scorpio bar too. But the Scorpio thing is weird to me. Yeah, I know. So you're all over the place. You I'm have a lot of Capricorns. Place. I have two Sagittarius placements, honey. So. We're very I have look, three. Mine's I have two. Saturn, Moon. What are yours? Mine's Saturn, Moon, and Uranus. <gasps> Mine's Saturn and Uranus. <gasps> Our anuses the are same. the same. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. So Sag, guys, we're so alike. It's really weird. Okay, it's actually so kind of creepy. I didn't think that we were gonna line up like this because I just went off of like the basis. Oh yeah, was your Sun, Moon, and Rising? Okay, different. Love that. Um, okay, so <laughs> I'm gonna do Saturn first. Okay. Um, my Saturn is in Sag. Uh, it, okay. Okay. So Saturn rules responsibility, restrictions, limits, boundaries, fears, and self-discipline. Okay. That's what that is. It's all about self-reliance. The Saturn. She's far out there. They always say Saturn's like, Hey girl, you far good? out girl, far out bitch. Um, my Saturn is in Sagittarius, meaning you struggle with restlessness, self-questioning, boredom, and your bluntness. Jesus, Jesus. fucking Christ come for us. <laughs> Holy shit. It's like we should have a podcast. Restlessness, self-questioning, boredom, and bluntness. Yikes. I, it's in my second house. Oh, it's in my ninth. Meaning I have had difficulties with money and material possessions. Oh. Okay. But I won those battles, Hear ye, bitch. hear ye. <laughs> but I have. Your mood is in Sagittarius, meaning your emotional self-restlessness, self-questioning, optimistic, and independent. You may hide your sensitivities behind an interest in finding new ways to feel. She's an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> I have money issues in the past, but um, I fought But wait, we're not back. done. We're not done because my moon in Sagittarius is in my ninth house, meaning I find security and safety through philosophy, faith, education, and politics, which is hilarious considering our last episode. Last episode. Because <laughs> I find episode. safety in none of those things. But you didn't. I did as a child until mm. I didn't and i think the safety through those things for me is actually realizing what bullshit they all are Ooh, so you yeah i get what you're saying so it's kind of like the anti-safety or safety in the anti finding safety in the antithesis of it all yes okay that's what i meant to say but this gin martini is i told you i'm only halfway through i know that bitch kicks it but it's it doesn't taste like it kicks i know I'm I'm a magician. Yeah, you've done well. <laughs> I used to be a bartender. Did you have you had Uranus and Sag, right? I did. So do I. Let's talk about we're that. You're such weirdos. How is this happening? Why are we all together now? Okay. Uranus stays. Wait, in which it, house is it in? Uh, mine is second. Mine's ninth. Jesus, different houses, but same. Same person. It's like same block. 
Different house. <laughs> we're neighbors. We're neighbors. We're on a cul-de-sac. <laughs> on the same cul-de-sac. I mean, kind of how we live now. Oh, my God. I know. Like It's okay. truly that. Truly. Um, Uranus stays in each sign for seven years, meaning that it rules a generation more than a person. It's not as much as generational as Pluto is, but it's it's yeah. got that seven-year realness. It rules innovation, rebellion, and progress. Ur- Uranus is in Sagittarius, meaning other generations are shocked by the boundaries your generation are pushing, along with your restlessness and criticism work. That's all I do. It's I mean, in my hello. second house. Meaning that for you, it manifests in rebelling against dated expectations about money and material possessions. That's what this podcast is. Literally, but wait, 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 wait. Mine's exactly the same, except because I'm in the ninth house, um, this manifests in rebelling against dated expectations about philosophy, faith, education, and politics. <gasps> You're rebelling against everything, and I'm rebelling against money and materials. <laughs> This podcast is literally that. This is, you guys, you're getting, you were getting a real treat here. Cause I feel like I'm getting a treat. Me too. I've been fascinated like, since the fuck, minute. St- fuck content creation. I, I feel even, like this is wild. This is wild shit. Cause we started this being like, we're not alike at all. There's nothing that we both have. Yeah. We're like, we're, we're just going to go our same. separate ways on our star charts. Literally the same. Literally the same. Same and same. Did Jupiter. we, what have, what is left? Well, we did Saturn and Uranus. We did Venus. We did our ascendant. We did Pluto. We did all that. We just didn't talk about our sun or moon. We did. did we do. We did do Jupiter. We did. Okay. That's my mine. sun is. Well, my moon is Sagittarius. Interesting. Let's read that. My moon and sun are the same. They're both Virgo. Oh wait, didn't wait? Didn't we do moon? I didn't do moon. I I did because this is the one that it's like finding security and safety through philosophy, faith, education, and what was that last politics. fucking one you just read? That was Uranus. So you find it in both. You're finding... So, so it's like the reversal. Okay. But yeah. Well, no, I'm, no. yeah. Well, because... Yeah. Because it's saying, it's saying that my Uranus in Sagittarius um, is manifest, manifest in rebelling against those sure. things. Well, we didn't talk about my moon or sun. I don't know. I thought we didn't talk about your sun. Maybe we did. We didn't talk about my sun yet, but we're... We talked about your ascendant, which is your mask. Right, which was Aries, but right. it's your moon time. My moon, okay. So my moon is the literally the exact same as my sun. So I'm one of those people that I've always said, and I grew up saying this. Until I saw this, I was really gooped, gagged, and, and geeked. <laughs> because I said, what you see is what's also in here. You're not getting like a, you know, right. y- you know who I am. There's yeah. nothing I'm saying that you're like, what, Sarah, feels that way? Or uh, I'm being very real all the time about who I fucking am. It just is what it is. Yeah. Um, so when I found out that both my sun... And my moon were the literal same. I was like, I get it. So my moon is in Virgo. Your moon rules your emotions, moods, and feelings. It is likely the sign you think most think of yourself as, since it reflects your personality when you're alone or deeply comfortable. My moon in Virgo means my emotional self is analytical, responsible, and pacifying. A bundle of nerves I struggle with a need to be pure that may come out in self-sacrificing or nitpicky tendencies. It's in my 11th house, meaning I find security and safety through friendships, social life, and social status. I mean, wow. wow. Interesting. I like being a picky bitch. I don't give a fuck about it. <clears throat> we love a picky bitch. Yeah, what's your moon? We read my moon. My moon okay, was the Sagittarius. Okay, Sagittarius. Can we read that again? Sure. Saggy McSage. Saggy McSage. Where are we? Mine's in my 11th. My moon. Saturn and Sagittarius, Neptune, Pluto. It's going to be at the top. Sun and moon are at the top. Oh, duh. You're good. Okay, sorry. I was looking at sun. So moon. 
Uh, moon rules your emotions, moods, and feelings. This is likely the sign you most think of yourself as, since it reflects your personality when you're alone or deeply comfortable. Your moon is in Sagittarius, meaning your emotional self is restless, self-questioning, optimistic, and independent. Hmm. Jesus okay. fucking Christ. Okay. You may hide your sensitivities behind an interest in finding new ways to feel. Okay, that that's dead wild okay in your ninth house meaning you find security and safety through philosophy faith education cool. and politics that makes a lot of sense honestly and now for the sun the grand dame of it all libra virgo um the sun determines your ego identity and role in life it's the core of who you are it's a sun it's the sign you're most likely to already know my son is in Virgo, meaning that I'm particularly smart, responsible, hardworking, self-sacrificing. I'm thorough, meticulous, intentional in everything I do. I can accomplish things that most people can't, but may also get bogged down by the details of my day-to-day. You have a need to be somewhat wholesome. I, I totally have tried to fight that my whole life. It's in your 11th house. That's <laughs> really trying to fight that. It's in your 11th house, meaning you feel the need to distinguish yourself from others through social status, including platonic and casual friends, along with your hopes, wishes, and dreams. Fuck. Fuck. Okay. Fuck. All right, Let's my son is Libra. That Libra. That Libra. So, your son is in Libra, meaning you are fundamentally oriented towards fairness and justice. <sighs> you're always generous relative... Li- wait. You're always generous relative... Li- relativism. Relativism? Oh, God. Help. <laughs> Gin and tonic. Help. Martini is fucked. <laughs> fucked it up. Your always generous relativ- relativism allows yeah, you to see both sides of every situation. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Though this may sometimes come off as indecisive or insecure. Jesus. You don't get tied down to a single view of things. Oh, my God. You frequently question yourself and rethink your views. You're more impressionable than you appear. You do what you say and can get a lot done. Typically well-dressed. <laughs> That's so true. It is in your seventh house. Mm. When the moon is in the seventh house. Meaning you feel the need to distinguish yourself from others through close relationships and long-term partnerships. Wow. Interesting. Absolutely. I mean, all of my friends I've known for over a decade. I know. All you, of them. You are like that. Every and I'm like single that one too. of them. So I, when it says I, I see familiarity and stuff, like that's very cool. I, yeah. And I'm very loyal. And it does make sense what... You, and your questioning stuff makes sense. My questioning stuff. My. What doesn't make sense to me is like me. the more impressionable than you appear. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, <laughs> 2022 and the. So I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying I was like, what are you talking about? And you're like, no, it's a thing. And da, da, da. I yeah. mean, I in that circumstance, I feel Yes, because and of stuff. because of manipulation and gaslighting. Absolutely, that's but not that, your fault. That, no, but that's like a through line of career stuff for a long time. Fuck, <laughs> never mind. All right, so <laughs> so she just read us. So I think I need another martini. Yeah, I think now. you need to make another one. Co-star just read us um, to filth. Um, do you want to take a pause, have another cocktail, and then get on started on our next? portion of the activity sure um so now that we've clen- we're going to cleanse our palate of the astrology of it all now that with we're some shook medication with some meds um now that we know that this is a scorpio in front of me this is a massive scorpio person oh god we love a big scorpio we love a big scorp- oh. dark but daddy i love him we'll be right back but daddy i love but daddy, him, I love him. And then I'm, no oh yes oh hi oh my god we're back oh my god we're back hi and we're back part two hi. I have a new martini. She has, yes, she has a new martini. I have the same drink, but 
But you are... Sippity sip. It's the second drink, though. It's not the first one. Yeah. And also, I'm... Literally, literally lit. You know, uh, other legalities of the New York State. Yes, correct. Um, so we wanted to talk about... Um, horror. horror movies. Horror. You're not a horror fan. Well, when I was a teenager, I was. I was <gasps> really into them. What were you into? I was obsessed with The Haunting. The Haunting of, like, Hill House or The Haunting? No, Haunting of Hill House fucked me up. There, that moment where oh. the door came down and split the dude oh. in half oh, or whatever. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But The Haunting with uh, Owen Wilson and... Uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yes. I loved that movie. That is I think a good-ass movie. When that was in theaters, I think I saw it three times. Do you know what's so funny? Eleanor. The Haunting is The Haunting of Hill House. That's in the description. So it's the same That's, It's the same story. But it's it wasn't just, called that. I know, but it's The Haunting. But inside it says, The Horror Tale that focuses on the Hill House. Literally. Oh, yes. Yeah, so no, that I knew. Yeah, so it's it in was the same called, it was universe. It was The Haunting of, of Hill House and the... It, I feel like there was I don't know I, maybe I miss 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 Mirandering misremembering yikes okay, so this is the third I'm very put this strong martini down no it's yeah. the second it is the second oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no it's a, it's really it's the third something. anyway um, um, it's tres. um okay well you liked that one and how old were you and why were you into it I was what year did it come out 1999 so I was 13 okay and you were super in I was super in yeah. I loved it. It's a great year and part for of movies. It was, part of it was like the filmmaking of it, like the, mm-hmm. the special effects of it were so new, and the way that the the bedroom ceiling like bent in with like the reaching cherubs and all the other shit, and, and like the door that was like Dante's Inferno See, and everything. I love stuff like that. I love thrillers. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm like gory and the, nightmare. And the things. thing of it too, I think, is because it was a psychological thriller and not so bloody and gory. Yeah, that's not it. Which that's is not why I didn't like Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. Because that was so bloody and gory that I was yeah. like, no, thank you. Yeah. With that said, when The Ring came out, that was the end for me. You're out. I went with friends. We saw it. Mm. And that was too far. And really? I was no. Like, Ring, I no. was like, no, I can't. Ring and, a ding and ding. I'm curious, I'm curious how I would react to it now as an adult. Because I think I was like 14 or 15 when yeah. that came out. <clears throat> but I was just... That was that pushed a line for me in yeah. some way that I was like, I, I can't. This is not I, I have my mother's son 100%. I give. Um... I, I, I live. Um, I actually never really liked horror until I realized that I loved it. So this is a weird, it's weird because I was like, I hate everything about it. It's not for me. I like adventure. I like um, drama. I, I like, like action. In the great white somewhere. <laughs> I wanted more than I can tell. But all that, all that being said, um, I really just wanted to be in the West Wing. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. I, she likes horror. I like creepy factors. I think what really got me into the whole horror genre um was like animation from like back in the day like horror shit like that like from japan and shit like that because it was always like pushing the envelope it was always psychological i like psychological shit yes like really fucked up twisted like you're like wait is that inside someone's mind is that really happening i loved stuff like that cerebral shit so then once once i realized that i liked that i was like oh well she's jaded as fuck she's 13 and she's watching like you know, ghost in the shell and some crazy shit. And she's like, why am I, I, I really want to be pushed to the limits of that. Like, what, what am I, what am I missing? Like, like then I watched the cell. Absolutely not. And I remember I was the like, previews wow. for that with J-Lo. And yeah, I was like, I was like this I, is I was a like, bo- nope. I, This is so weird. But what really got me into like the whole scariness of it all, the horror of it all was alien. That is a horror I've movie. I've never seen that movie. What? No, I've never. I'm telling you, there was a very short window of time where I was into this. And, <clears throat> and like, I 
like again, the ring was the cap. But Alien before is so that, much better than anything. But we've before ever that, about. I was really into it. My friend Mary, we called her Scary Mary. Hey Mary. She now works, I think, at like a Bloody se- Mary. She's like security at a prison or something. Like, but she was badass. I loved her. She introduced me I to love. the monkeys, but she was like fully goth and into the monkeys mm. and like whatever. I loved her. It's so like my friend Mo- Holly, who became a mortician. But anyway, keep Amazing. going. I know. I but love you. she. Uh, she brought the movie It with Tim Curry to my house and we sat okay, and watched that's, it together. Yeah. And so that was also another introduction to me yeah. for, for me to horror movies. However, where I really found um, where I liked horror films, like psychological thriller horror films, was Hitchcock. Oh my God, thank God and you said so, that. I was about to talk about every Hitchcock and movie. And so it was like for for. For me, because I don't like the goriness of it all. I don't no, think it's necessary. I like the suspense. I like the suspense yeah, and I like the psychological the thriller of it all. And I don't... The creep. I feel... And again, I've been ducked out of horror movies for a long time, so I'm going to say something, and if I'm wrong, please tell me. But I okay. feel like horror movies have lent themselves so much towards the gore and the shock of mm-hmm. blood and, and, like, intestines that, like, it kind of... Maybe Get Out is an exception because that is a thriller, mm-hmm. not a horror. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Saw movies go in the total opposite direction. Sure, the first Saw movie, but a I was never, was but I was never into it. It was the, it was the uh, Vertigo. It was Rear Window. Rear it Window was, is the best movie he's ever made. I think Vertigo. I disagree, but also I love it. But I, I mean, totally. But Rear Window but to ver- me and Vertigo, Psycho are to me. I've like, never seen Psycho. Oh. Because to me, that was too much. But I've never seen it, so I don't know. You really need to see but Psycho. Like, I think the, you would live. The Birds, I think, was a little unhinged Truly. in a sense that it was like, what is happening here? Yeah. And and Rear Window is obviously like the murder mystery kind of I love it because you're seeing everyone kind of taste of New York. I mean, it's very New York. But yes, but for me. How did he not know it was the same chick when he's fucking her? I'm sorry. Like, Vertigo confuses me. That's the but, only part. But I like, also, like, but that's what I like about Vertigo mm-hmm. is that it's just, it's this creation of, it, it, you're being gaslit is essentially 100%. What it is. That is and the I movie. think that's what fucks you up. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I think that movie is best. Well, I love that movie. My favorite there was Rear Window, followed by, but honestly, I just saw Psycho. And guys, I saw Psycho for the first time last week. That's crazy. And it so was hope for me. absolutely incredible. Yeah. I saw The Exorcist because my I've mom. I've never seen that. Okay, so my mom always told me, she goes, I never see The ex- never see the Exorcist, Sarah. It ruined my college years. I couldn't sleep for months. I had, like, problems because of it. Sorry, mom, if I'm misquoting, but you really made it sound like it was terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I love that. I love that you felt that way. And I And honestly, like... It was really crazy. It was really crazy because at the time, there was nothing about a little girl telling you that your mom sucks cocks in hell, you know, as she's, like, deteriorating in front of it. Do you know what I mean? To a priest, you know, and the priest is like, Jesus. And he's like, fuck, Jesus. You know, like, shit's crazy. Yeah. Okay. But I have to say, I watched it in college. I laughed a lot. So that says a lot about where we're at now. And the only time where I just was like, oh, fuck no, was when the chick, little girl, bent over and it was like... And crab walk down the stairs. That's when I was like, "Oh shit, girl!" And that was added later. My mom didn't even <laughs> see that part. Sorry, mom. That's that's the thing that happened. But my point is, is that at the time it was so unbelievable because it was about a priest basically fighting, and and within them having some priests suck, some priests are good. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and showing that a female lead mother with a daughter, female, who is being taken over by a demonic possession and how 
insane that can be and takes it to the limit. And what can a child actor say? And it was wild. Very, very, at the time, extremely shocking and insane. And I really liked it. I thought it was really well done. Um, Ella uh, Burstein, whatever her name is, she's fantastic. Um, the mom. Um, she's still a famous actress. She's older now, and she's amazing. Um, Ellen Burstein? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Burstein? Burstein. Yeah, Burstein, yeah. She's still in... It, the, actually, they just did a new exorcism movie with two girls go missing. And blah, blah. Now there's right. two. You know, I'm like, <laughs> please, come on. But uh, be, be original. But anything Hitchcock is iconic. Really recommend you see Psycho. I think it would be a wonderful... I think you would really like it, actually. It is very much like thriller, not the gore fest that you even remotely think it is. It's just at the time it seemed that way because they the great shower scene and... Right. <laughs> Things have changed. Things have changed. So yeah. anyway, it's brilliant, um, but I highly, highly recommend Alien. I think you would get so much from it. I mean, Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver. Weaver. What a queen. God. Love her. What a fucking queen. But that's what really got me into it. So I watched I watched Alien. My father tells a story all the time. He was um home from the service or in college or something, and he was, you know, in between like getting out on his feet and being a real adult person. And he was still in his parents' like garage or something. It was like whenever they came out, it was like 1979, okay? So 70s, all right? Big 70s hair, comes back from his job. It's like one in the morning. He turns on the TV. There's like four channels, you know, the boob tube, as they call it. And Alien had just started, and he's like, it's 1 a.m., fuck it. I'm going to watch it. I've never seen it. I, I don't know if this is my thing, but let's go. My dad was so riveted and glued, and there's a part where, and not in the movie, but there was a part where he was just like, this is brilliant. Like the pacing, the, the, sus, the suspense, the, then trapped on a ship. And Sigourney is the bat. She is the main character. And what's so great, it was written for a male character. A man, I and knew that, And they changed yes. that shit. Honey. And thank God, because thank Sigourney God. Weaver. Anyway, there was a point where this stupid cat in the neighborhood went, and like this random cat in the neighborhood was like, and went on the screen in porch of the garage where he was like living downstairs. And I was like, and he was like, just like flipping out because that movie from the minute it starts to the minute it ends, you are absolutely captivated. And there's like no gore. It's so brilliant. It's got a lot about, it's got, it says a lot about gender roles, says a lot about humanity, says a lot about protocol. Do you follow protocol or do you, you make a slide for science or do you do this and that? There's a lot of commentary. It's brilliant. That's what really got me into it. And then once I got that, I was like, and there's all, the women are always the baddies in it. I don't know if you've noticed that. Yeah. Like, of course there's a girl that gets killed probably if it's a stupid slasher film, but there's always the last girl. And it started with Jamie Lee Curtis herself in yes. Halloween. Uh-huh. The last girl. I remember. That's always been a thing. I've never seen Halloween, but I remember watching a making of. Yeah. And the way that they did the last sequence and how it was like one shot with one camera and they just like went from the top of the house to the bottom of the house outside. Incredible. But I will, I will also say to this. Carpenter. That one of the, one of my horror film experiences was actually Leprechaun. What? I've never even seen that. It's so camp. Oh, but fuck yeah. One thing, it's like Gremlins camp. Yeah. Yes. Like but Gremlins like one, one thing, but like as a kid seeing it, oh, it's horrible. I don't know what camp is and I don't know nuance of how to take something seriously and mm-hmm. how to not. So mm-hmm. I watch, it was on TV and I just like turned it on. It was around Halloween and I couldn't have been older than seven. And this, <laughs> this like guy is in a garage and like the leprechaun makes something look like a woman and she like takes her top off and her titties are out 
And he's like, oh, yeah. And he, like, goes to put his face in her titties, and it's actually a lawnmower, and it cuts his face off. And that was traumatizing. Oh, that's very traumatizing. I'm traumatized by that. <laughs> that's traumatizing. But, like, but also, like, to me, as, a, as growing up when I did, when we did, yeah. a horror movie... In in the context of like my child brain, sure, was like Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, okay. Because like the trailer for that was so scary. What's this? This magic heavy? Well, it wasn't even that. It was like the the kid pulling the zombie head out of the Jack in the Box yeah, and turning around to his parents yeah. and being like, Wah! "You're like." And to this day, I still think that is the best piece of art that has ever been made. Okay, ever. see, that's what my point is. So ever. anything that can that both recoil and entertain. Without doing, without making it but pure see, schlock now, but is see, amazing. Now, There's tons of good stuff now. Sure, I'm telling but, you right but now. But I'm saying now, Nightmare Before Christmas to me doesn't recoil me at all. No, I want to mainline that movie. Yeah, so badly. I love that film. That movie I went, is I remember perfect. when MoMA had a Tim Burton exhibit, and it was just like all kinds of sketches and models and prototypes for every fucking movie mm-hmm, he made. Mm-hmm. And there was a whole Nightmare Before Christmas wing. Right. I think I have an album on my Facebook from back in the day from this. Wow. Because this was like pre-iPhone, and I went sure. and took photos on my little flip phone Ugh. and uploaded them to Facebook somehow. We love those but photos. I, I, just, I, I think for me, horror films in, non, in the non-traditional sense are, sure. Tim, are Tim Burton. Yeah, Tim Burton is a, is definitely a, a person like that's like big in that world. Hitchcock and started an, it. And he's not even really horror movie. No, he's he's he's, um, he's just like this avant garde goth kind of thing. Yeah, like, but I mean, like Edward Scissorhands. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday on yeah. what's the yeah one, yeah whatever. I've watched I that watch twice it. now. I've never seen it. It's you should. It's so good because well, it, if you like that, then you would like a lot of things that we're talking about. I'm sure I would because that's what's well, so silly because like it's, Jaws. I've never seen Jaws. Have you seen Silence of the Lambs? I've never seen Silence of the Lambs. I'm telling you, you're going to go down this list and you're going to be so disappointed. Psycho, you know. But honestly, I'm not disappointed. I think this is fun. This is like, I've never seen Let the Right One In. I've always wanted to see that. I've never even heard of that. What? What is that? It's about inviting a vampire in your home. Let the Right One In because they have to be invited. Oh. It's good. No, I didn't know that. I've read the, um, I've read like the novella about it or whatever it's called, but I've never, A Quiet Place. Nope. I'm, te- I'm telling you, I don't Shaun see... Shaun of the Dead well, is a funny one. Actually, uh, Exorcism of Emily Rose. Yeah. I think I saw that. Is that the one that's like home video footage-ish? Or no, is that's it Blair Witch. No, Blair Witch is definitely that. But there's an Exorcism... I know Blair Witch front and back. That's actually filmed I've where I was from in Blair Maryland. Witch. No, I, Blair Witch I've seen never three saw times it. maybe. Um, but their marketing plan was amazing. Oh, oof, uh, bitch. Talk about that for I days. mean, or, or paranormal activity, same thing. $20,000 to make that movie made like millions of millions. Blair, which was eight. Yeah. Which is insane. That's fucking. Cause it made like 320 million in the box. Yeah. Office. It's fucking insane. Um, <clears throat> X and Pearl lately have been taking over. I don't know if you heard about it. A24 released X and Pearl at the same, around the same time they were shot back to back um, X is about in the seventies, a group of people want to make a porn and they pick this old weird farm and it turns out that old weird farm has some creepy ass people on it. Okay. <laughs> and that one to me is a little bit more slashery and more, but it's suspenseful. The sequel Pearl is about one of those creepy people on the farm, how she got that way. And it's very old Hollywood. And it's, um, it reminds me of, um, wizard of Oz meets pure, Un, unadulterated uh, David Lynchian uh, oh, cerebral God. horror, okay. Mulholland Drive realness. Ooh, <laughs> Mulholland Drive. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I just it follows. You heard of that? No. That's amazing. You'd love that. There were so many that I just, I remember them coming out. The Cell was one of them that I was like, absolutely not. Yeah, It Follows is more recent, The Cell is terrifying. I don't remember. I don't think I did. Um, But like, I, Exorcism of Emily Rose is more recent. I think. Yes, it is. No, no. I mean, I think I only saw it recently. Mm -hmm. Okay. And by recently, I mean like 10 years ago or something. Um. I and like I know who killed me, like Lindsay Lohan playing oh. the twin of herself. Which yeah, what was, was like, that from? It was from nothing. It was just like some. It was movie? some B movie, whatever. That I took my best friend from high school to see at eighty fourth and Broadway, and it was so funny because she like she hears her leg, and then there's a scene where she's like fucking some guy, and she has one leg, and she's like riding him, and her like her like stump is hanging. Out. Okay, speaking of something like that, if we want to talk about pure camp, that's good. Jennifer's body. I I don't even know what that is. Megan Fox? No. I'm telling you, I am I am lost. It's, it's the most camp. It's a gay icon. I mean, th- this is that movie is. Y- you have to see Jennifer's body. Diablo Cody. <laughs> Diablo Cody, former stripper, made this fantastic movie, and it's feminist as shit. But it's about a hot girl at school that's eating boys at school. That's funny. And it's fucking brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. But see Megan now, Fox kills it. But see now, I think without like blurring genres, like in my mind, something not something like that, but like something that I've seen recently that I liked that I think kind of teeters on the like precipice of sure. horror is Stranger Things. Oh, absolutely! Like that's not really sci-fi horror. horror. It's that's like, sci-fi horror. Sci- okay, well that's what that, aliens. That alien I loved. Is. Alien is that. Okay, alien I'm down. Is that. It's all and suspense. And we, we love some Sigourney. But Stranger Things, I think, is brilliant. Oh, Every it is definitely sci-fi is so horror. Good. It's supernatural, sci-fi, horror, yeah. all that shit. That I'm down for. Good. Well, then you should be... All these things I'm saying, dude, you're going to fucking live. Because yeah. to me, like... Because <laughs> I don't like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't like... No, I've it, never seen The Hills Have Eyes or like some other thing where they're just like, let's hole punch this bitch till she bleeds to that. No, I want to see suspense. I want to see Babadook. I want to see smart. I love intelligent horror. And there's a lot of it. And women are always the lead character. Yes. And for me, again, like Nightmare Before Christmas was one of them. Hocus Pocus was Mm -hmm. another. You know, and like, of course, that's not like horror. Not at all. Yeah. But it's like, it's like camp spooky fun. Absolutely. And that is more so what I'm down for when it comes to a horror movie because, like, I just I just don't want to see someone get with mutilated. long, greasy black hair crawl out of a television. And I also don't want to see your innards. I don't think it's necessary. Oh, I don't think that's cute. I don't really understand that. I don't, I don't know why either. someone it's, wants to watch, like, a Rob Zombie film. No offense, Rob Zombie. Enjoy but your also music. offense, Rob Zombie. But, like, like also, like, why does anyone want to pay money to watch someone get obliterated? To death over and over again. It's not enjoyable unless there's a payoff. Now, to watch um, a isolated spaceship where some sort of fucking being has entered the ship and you don't know who it's going to get next, I'm interested in that. But fucking dumb titty bitches on the in the <laughs> stupid titty bitches in the fucking in the fucking woods. Big I don't care about that, that shit. Big no, titty dum dums well, getting murked because it also comes down to. The comparison of playing chess, not checkers. Yeah. Where it's like more psychological than just moving pieces. 100. Because I don't want, I don't need the blood. I don't need gore. I don't need you to like skin someone alive for a film no, to I be think interesting. Disgusting. Why do you want that? I think, 
Because it's lowest common denominator shit. Yeah. It's like, if you want to appeal to the dumbest of masses, then like go right ahead. That being said, if you enjoy this and you're very smart and it's like whatever synapse in your brain is like set it off by like not actually hurting people, but seeing it happen on screen, whatever. But my thing is like, that's just not for me. I don't enjoy the suffering of others. I enjoy the calculate suffering of others where like everyone's nervous and shit's really fucking scary and you know, something's coming. Right. And you're like freaked out and we're all coming up with a plan to circumnavigate that thing, and you're living through the thing. One of the most brilliant ones that's come out recently is called Bodies, 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 and it's about influencers that have to... This is so fucking good. I'm, you're going to love this. I'm telling you this right now. Pete okay. Davidson is in it. Oh. I know. Okay. I literally just watched it. <laughs> it's one of the most brilliant horror films I've ever seen in my life. It's a bunch of fucking asshole influencer people that have to stay in this, in this house because there's a hurricane, and it's one of the rich kids' dads, but the family's often fucking Cancun or whatever and he's there with all his influencer friends and then some shit goes down and everything gets fucking crazy and it's brilliant it's called bodies 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 highly recommend okay it's to me I watched it recently and I was like this is so much better than I could have ever imagined it's such a commentary on human beings now and what happens when your phones don't work for a weekend Fuck everyone! Wow. Everyone is done. Everyone is fucking done. Yeah, and you have no other outlet. See what happens. It's so brilliant. No, it's called you. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Pete Davidson is in it. Um, he does a really great job playing exactly who you think he might be in this movie. <laughs> and um, <The> murderer, <laughs> a little crackhead. And you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's just that. It's just absolutely brilliant. And I and it, it incorporates social media. Incorporates. Uh, and it's not saying that anyone who does it is bad. It's really just a brilliantly done. And the do you see Borat too? Mm-hmm. Okay, the daughter from Borat is in this movie. Oh, stop! And it. she is phenomenal. What What kills me about Borat? Yeah, and I feel this way about what we do in the shadows as well. Oh, I love what we do in the shadows. Same. Is just like how much of this is scripted and how much of this are you making yes. up? Yes. Because and like some of it you can kind of tell like sure. you know you yeah, know my what the direction boy, my sweet cheese my yeah, rotten like, soldier yeah. <laughs> like you know what direction they're <laughs> yeah, trying yeah, to go yeah, to yeah, yeah. but I want to see the script me too is there one like yes. are they just like hey this is what you're trying to there's do there's certain people it's just like Succession I believe where certain characters really they let just like go like Laszlo okay. on what we do in the shadows yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. they let him like New York City like they just let him go like my boy like he's fucking crazy also uh the Nandor. the lead Guillermo. guy with the long hair yeah Guillermo it's Nandor right yeah might remind me of someone that I might be involved with Oh, that's true. In a way, which oh just goodness. occurred to me. Oh my goodness, you're very right. Oh no, oh no. Well, yeah. So I think, I think that's a good rundown of a bunch of horror films that. I, but I really recommend for you personally. Um, uh, obviously, Psycho. If you love Hitchcock, you're gonna love okay. this. It's actually really brills, and especially for the time, it was really because you do you even know what the ending is. No. <gasps> uh, I know nothing. I've I've seen nothing. The ending. The ending is. It, the ending is something that this came out when it came out. It blows my mind that anyone allowed this movie to come out. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. Because what it says towards like society, men, women, what it says is so fucking mental health, everything. It's, it's something that never was touched upon at all. Very extremely taboo. Play, please watch. Psycho. It follows. Fantastic movie. It's about... You find it very quickly. 
that it is about a demon. When you have sex with someone, the demon will follow them and follow them until it kills them, until you pass oh, it to someone else. Shit. It doesn't matter where you are. You can be in the mountains, the Himalayas. It's walking slowly towards you. And it's going to, it's, it's, it could it be the form of anything. Okay. It's fantastic. Not gory, really scary and spooky and, and creepy. Highly recommend. Bodies, bodies, bodies. Okay. I will go Please. home and look that up. Um, and yeah, and I just think that um, something about horror has been really cool. And it's a lot of times it's often produced by the female leads now too, which I really love. Well, and it's been a great vehicle for women. Not to make a full shameless plug, but like this is the time of year where like, the, okay, so when at the end of 2019, I was like kind of mentally checked out of theater and I wanted to pursue more TV sure. film. And the first thing that I booked was a horror short. Love. And I didn't know this when we were filming. We filmed two days in Brooklyn and it was with this guy who'd won South by Southwax. Work. Um, great dude. Awesome. Loved him. He and his girlfriend and I all got along famously. And we shot this film, and it was two and a half minutes that we, we were told it was going to be under three minutes. And that was it. I got paid, and peace out. And the following September, after a shutdown had happened, we were mm-hmm. all, like, traumatized by everything that's going Shut on up. in the world. I got an email from them that was like, hey, here's the link to the short on Hulu. <laughs> so the only thing that I have done on f- TV film in like a commercial has been horror is on Hulu and it's on, it's horror. It's their bite sized Halloween series. It's season one, episode four. It's called we have Devil to watch. Back. It's Devil like two Back. and a half minutes. I made New Jersey watch that the other night. Good. And it, I have like, I'm, it's like the two of us. It's, we're the only characters in the whole thing. And it's so camp and so funny. I love camp. And like, it's now that we're talking about like the horror thing, it's like, it's so funny to me. That's like the only thing, like the biggest thing I've ever done. Well, that's what I, th- is wh- horror. When I think it's it so fun to shoot. That's what I mean. Horror like is the best. Class. Yeah. And like we got there, we didn't know what to expect. We were put up in this beautiful house in Brooklyn. It was a Amazing. fucking mansion. And I had the whole upstairs like wing to myself. I had mm. a fireplace in my dressing room. I oh. was like, this is perfect. I love them. And, on day two of filming, it was like green screen, special effect stunt the whole afternoon. Wow. And never in my life had I ever thought that I would be doing anything like that. And it was so fun. We had like fall backwards on a mat and then we were dragged mm. forward on like a little sled that was attached that got I green screened out later. And there was like a whole thing. So fun. Yeah. See, and I, and I feel like, um, you know, even in the in the instance of Signs of the Lambs or, you know, other horror films, it's been a great vehicle for women and queer people. I said all that to say that the lead in, in this was a woman. Yeah, but I, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. It's been a great vehicle for openly queer and women. It yeah. really has been the whole time. And I think that's what the beauty of it is. I think it started to try to be... Uh, steered towards like women are only good for like let's kill that bitch with the titties and shit now that happens but there's also like a final girl there's also like a this and that and now it's been blurred so much that it's like no the female's the lead and her friends are all sorts of different types of people the female may be a queer woman do you know like Jennifer's body there's a lot of interesting retrospectives there Mm. and I really find that I really find that it's like really been the genre that has really opened the floodgates for a lot of things. Also, it can be made. This is what's so brill about it. That's why we made, uh, there's an upcoming, uh, 
there's a movie I'm going to make called Bathe in the Night, but we made a proof of concept. It's in post. It's sci-fi horror on purpose. It's what I love. And it's what I want, always wanted to be the star of and, and make, and I made it. And you can make something like this for a million dollars, but make... Two hundred I mean, million or nothing. I mean, a, an international a million one. dollars for on a budget for something like that. That's it. If you can make, it will happen. I'm going to manifest this right now. I'm going to sell the idea. I'm going to make the. I'm going to make this entire because f- I have the feature already ready planned. Yeah. I have the the snippet of a slice of life of what it yeah, is yeah, that yeah, we yeah. shot for about fifteen or maybe twelve. Uh, give me a million dollars, I'll make you a brilliant movie, and you'll make. At least fifty times that, and I know you will. I mean, I feel that's like, the beauty of horror. I feel like with horror, you can you can it even, can be small. You can even go you can even go smaller than that. I know I can make it two hundred. I mean, again, not. But I want to lowball. I think I should make it for a million. I mean, obviously, but like, obviously. but again, like going back to what we were talking about before, Blair Witch was like eight. Yeah. Paranormal Activity was, and this is years later. It was like twenty one thousand. It made like. Millions upon millions. Yeah. Let me see. Let me look. Uh, how much was, and then we'll finish off here. Much was Blair, which, which was brilliant. Cause I saw it and I was like, that is a creepy woods in Maryland. Okay. So Blair, which was 60,000. Okay. Just kidding. Cause I thought paranormal had broken the mold of like the paranormal was 21. I believe paranormal activity. And it was at Scream Fest where Mike's movie about the female BIPOC serial killer, um, budding age, coming of age story serial killer, uh, was at. Uh, yeah, Prone Activity was made for about twenty k, um, and it and it was under the Blumhouse when they first started. Blumhouse first started coming out, which is oh, wow. Um, but yeah, they made millions and millions, and that's why that that's it. But I think like a creative that's the thing about horror, a creative idea, just about because there's primal feelings involved. Everything that's primal can be something. The reason porn can be made for cheap is it's about sex. The reason that horror can be made for cheap is because it's about fear. These are all primal things you can really capture and make and bottle for not that much and actually make them good. Yeah. You can make them camp too and make and have a statement. Oh my god, camp is the camp best. Camp is the best. Camp You're gonna love bodies, honestly, bodies, bodies. Bodies is camp. Camp is the best. There's one genre. Scene. I'm sorry. There's one scene of bodies, bodies. I'm not giving a lot away, but there's one scene where girls like, you shot me. Oh my fucking god, that hurts! I've never been shot before. It really fucking hurts. <laughs> and she goes on a whole fucking rant about a whole bunch of shit, like a TikTok rant. It's wonderful. Um, so highly recommend those. Um, okay. I mean, listen. I'd love to watch think, these with you. I don't think that there's enough camp happening. There's more camp happening yes. than there has been. Yes. Like what? Uh, uh, murders in the building is yes. obviously on the camp spectrum. It's camp camp camp, camp, camp especially this season. I'm s- I haven't seen it yet. I'm so grateful for that. This latest season, you haven't seen. I it? haven't seen season three. I haven't either. I'm standing with Seg after it and not watching it, <laughs> not promoting it in any way. Um, but sure. Mm-hmm. But I mean, also think like Knives Out, like films yeah. like that. Oh. Like brilliant! I haven't seen the second one, but okay, the, the first one, brilliant, camp, ridiculous. Last onion, you'll love it. I I just want that all the time. I think we can, and I think there's a way to if it. You can tie it back to Clue. I'm here for it. Clue is like a camp as fuck, and it's very. It's the. Prototype. It's got the. It's got the mystery horror element. So yeah. somebody's getting murdered, and we just don't know who it is. And and see, but see, I also think the Clue is such a perfect example of how to create. A suspenseful, smart camp film mm-hmm. that has murder in it, but no gore. Yep. 
that is a just fucking classic. Yeah, I'm in. I have only met one person one time who had never seen it, and I corrected that. Good. Because they were wrong. They didn't like it. Okay, well, you never spoke to that person again. That's anyway, the, that's the, guys, I have to jump to a writer's part. room. That is but, the uh, spookiest part of this whole That's episode. the spookiest part. He knows someone who doesn't like Clue. If you know someone that you don't like, this is our message. If you know someone that doesn't like Clue in your life, please Kill get them. away from them. <laughs> yeah, or murder them. No. Um, well, this has been a fabulous spooky, ooky, kooky, astrology, and then horror film episode. The two parts. The two parts The two parts. <laughs> Halloween 1 and 2. Um, hey, put the money on the table. You're so rich. Uh, pay me.